0: Welcome to On The Table. I'm Dorothy, and I'm here with a wonderful group of Christian women to discuss the issues of the day. Much like we did in the old days around the kitchen table when the kids were in school. The call-in number is 646-595-4784 if you want to call in with a question or a prayer request, us. Press 1 to raise your hand in the queue. Our contact email is on the table vc at hotmail.com. Now, we may not all agree all of the time, but isn't that half fun? Different perspectives coming from different experiences and learning from each other. Pull up a chair and join us on this most excellent adventure in the reality of Christianity. Let's let's see what's on the table tonight Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to On the Table. We're going to be interviewing Pastor Bill Jenkins this evening about what Father has shown him about current events of our time. And we have Sally with us. So, welcome to the program, Sally, Pastor Bill.
1: Thank you, Dorothy. Bill thank you for joining us tonight um, we are so appreciative of you um, joining us on this um, tabletop and um, to start off um, many a times when um, we're looking to see what the weather is going to be we look at the forecast and so um, could you first share what your book is about and um, what the spiritual forecast for 2020 is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks uh, for having me, ladies. It's always good to be with you all. And uh, the 2020 vision is really a spiritual forecast for 2020. So what I like to do is every year at the beginning of the year, I like to release a vision or a word for that particular year, and I do it based upon the number that is relevant for that year. So obviously 2020, 20 is the number. And I look in the Bible at the number 20, and how many times it's mentioned in the Bible. And then when it's mentioned, what is the pattern? What does it reveal? What does it show us? What does it tell us about that uh, number? And maybe reveal some things uh, prophetically about that coming year. And so that's what I love to do. That's one of the things that God has called me to do. And This 20, when you see it in the Bible, revolves around three things. We can get into it deeper later, but just to give you a general overview, it revolves around dreams, it revolves around redemption, and then it revolves around an open hand. And so those three things, when you see the number 20 mentioned 121 times in the Bible, it revolves around those three things, and upon that is what we base our vision for 2020 to say, hey, this is what God expects of us. This is what we can expect of God in 2020. This is a crucial year because it's not just the beginning of a new year. It's the beginning of a new decade. So (laughs) what we do now determines the next 10 years of our life. So it's very important that we establish some very good things this year, lay a good foundation so that we can be thrust into the future and experience blessing over the next 10 years of our life. So basically the book just reveals to you a prophetic plan for this year to show you exactly what God wants from us and what we can expect from God here in 2020. Great,
1: great, great. So um, can you explain uh, what the number 20 means and when it's mentioned in the Bible?
2: Uh, Well, when it's mentioned 121 times, it's throughout the scripture, and I lay it out for you in the book. And when it's mentioned, Uh, for instance, dreams. There's 20 dreams in the Bible. There were 14 different dreamers, 14 different people who had dreams, but 20 different dreams in total. Um, And so I say that this is a year when when you go to sleep, pray against nightmares. Pray for God to give you dreams. Sometimes we're so busy during the day, and we're too interested in maybe what we want or us talking, and we don't listen as well during the day. But when we're at night and we're sleeping, our bodies rest, but our spirit never does. So God can still speak to us while we're sleeping. And so the dreams in the Bible, there was different reasons why God gave dreams to people in the Bible. And I lay it out for you in 2020 Vision, but it's really to warn us or to reveal the future, to release a spiritual truth, maybe to confirm a promise or to give us some encouragement, inside information, share a blessing, or even to warn Uh, Maybe some impending judgment. Most people, I guarantee you, have had a situation where they've been woke up in the middle of the night and they've been praying for somebody. Um, Well, that's really along the lines of a dream. That's one of the things that God can use as far as in our dreams to reveal things to us, to pray for other people who may be experiencing impending judgment, but through our prayers, they can be diverted. And then when we talk about an open hand, the Hebrew word for twenty. Uh, literally means uh, an open hand. So if we have our hand outward, it is to give. Look what we're doing with all this coronavirus stuff that's going on right now. You see people, even though they're on lockdown, they're still giving. They're still helping. They're still reaching out. We have food pantries like never before all over America. And so it's a wonderful thing that we see people giving of themselves. And then you have redemption. You remember the Bible tells us, that Abraham was told that he found 20 righteous in Sodom and Gomorrah, that he would save Sodom and Gomorrah if there was 20 that was found. So it's a number of redemption. It's a number that speaks to us where God is going to release the captives, remove the consequences, renew his covenant, and he is going to uh, release us from maybe some bondage that we've been under for, you know, maybe the past decade or you know, past few years or whatever it may be. God raised up Deborah and Barak in Judges 4 and 5 to redeem Israel from Jabin, the king of Canaan, who oppressed them for 20 years. You remember even Joseph was sold into slavery uh, to the Ishmaelites by his brothers for 20 pieces of shekel, uh, 20 shekels of silver. So this is a year when God is redeeming. So it's really about dreams and open hand and redemption when we see 20 mentioned in the Bible. That
1: is awesome. That's very revelatory. So, um, Could you also share What it means to be born On the 20th day
2: of the month And what revelation is is associated with that Yeah One of the great chapters of the book Is I talk to you about What it means to be born On this certain day of the month That is important So I look at 20th day people And I go through And I tell you every month uh, Every 20th day of the month Who's born on that day So you can associate Maybe with some famous people Um, So that's a cool little thing. I give you um, some different positives and negatives. For instance, 20th Day people, some of their positives are they're understanding, affectionate, compassionate, wise. They motivate other people. They're unselfish. They're dedicated, maybe even diplomatic. But some of the negatives about 20th Day people are they're worry wards, overly sensitive. They need to be Uh, needed. They try to fix people. They're sometimes meddlers. (laughs) Uh, They want to rescue people. They are disconnected from their personal needs because they're so focused in on others, they don't realize what needs they have, which isn't always good. And then I give you some, uh, you know, golden rules and a word from the Lord uh, for just specifically 20th day people. For instance, five golden rules for 20th day people is that you need to help yourself by improving yourself, learn to set better boundaries, slow down and be still, mind your own business and chase your dreams in 2020. So just five little simple things. I expand on it more in the book, obviously, but those are just five little things that 20th day people, I give a specific word to for them for this year, just to encourage and to bless them. So if you have a birthday on the 20th, you need to go to Amazon or download it on ebook Kindle or PastorBillJenkins.org and get you a copy of 2020 vision. And for no other reason, for that one chapter, because that will be a blessing to all people born on the 20th day of any month. That sounds like that'll be a blessing for people born any day of the month,
1: actually. Wow, that is great. And so, um, how does understanding each um, chapter, um, each 20th chapter of the different books of the Bible, how is it key to our success in 2020?
2: Well, that's actually my favorite part of the book, because what I do is, uh, obviously, we have 66 books in the Bible. Not every book of the Bible has a chapter 20 in it, but I look at the chapter 20s that are in the Bible, and then I give you a word. Like, I tell you the story. I give you a sermon. So if somebody's out there, and they're a pastor, a teacher, leader in the church, this is going to help them more than anything, because I just really break down what's happening in these chapter 20s. And then I give you just a little summary at the end of those two chapters where I allow God to speak to us through the Old and New Testament and just tell you exactly what it is. So, like, it just gives you a little sentence, a little sermon sentence, like Genesis 20. When you read it, it's about God is working for you in 2020. Exodus 20 is about how we need to obey the commandment. Leviticus 20 is about obey, uh, avoiding evil, and Numbers 20 is about handling frustration properly. Just because we you know, going into a new year doesn't mean we're not going to have frustration. Just because we're children of God doesn't mean we're not going to have trouble. But we've got to learn how to handle frustration properly. So I look at that chapter. I tell you what it's about. I give you some keys in there and really give you a little sermon, a little Bible study on what you can do to improve yourself in that area in 2020. Deuteronomy 20 is about victory and trouble. Joshua 20 is about places of refuge. Great little chapter, Joshua chapter 20. Josh, uh, Judges chapter 20 is about covering, not covering up. So we cover people, but we don't cover up. 1 Samuel 20 is about great friendships. You know, you read the uh, story of Jonathan and David. And then in Second Samuel 20, it's about beware of t- troublemakers. It was a man by the name of Sheba who was a great troublemaker and rebelled against David. 1 Kings 20 is about good leaders. 2 Kings 20 is about fervent prayers. And it just basically goes on and on. Um, everything, I talk about praise being a rep- weapon to trusting God to honesty, yielding to God, beware of deceivers, how to have hope in God in 2020, rejecting favoritism, avoiding rebellion, enduring without complaining. Uh, all of those things are different things that are in those chapter 20 uh, mm-hmm. of the Bible. And they're just great little nuggets, great little insights, great little stories. When you get to Job 20, Job 20 is crazy because, or I mean Isaiah 20, because Isaiah 20 is where God tells Isaiah In six little verses, it's the smallest chapter in Isaiah. And he tells Isaiah, he says, Isaiah, I want you to walk around naked for three years. Now think about that. Six verses, he gets a lot in in six verses. In chapter 20 of Isaiah, he says, I want you to prove that you're committed and yielded to me by walking around naked, not for a day, a week, a year, three years. Think about that. How committed and yielded are we to God? Are we willing to do that? Uh, He did it and it was sort of a revelation to the people around him that if they did not obey God they were going to be stripped of everything and left naked because God was going to take everything from them unless they learn to yield to God. So that's what I love about this uh Old Testament speaking, New Testament speaking. I look at the chapter 20s. I let them tell I let the word of God tell you what's in there and then I release a word to you based upon Uh, what I feel can happen or what God wants us to learn from that chapter 20 for this particular year. That is great. That's great. That's very insightful.
1: Um, As we've been going on through the year, um, we know that um, many words that have been spoken in regards to, as you had confirmed, the dreams, the visions, the open hand, and this being the year of the mouth, Um, What um, has God placed in your spirit Or shown you and revealed to you That the forecast for the United States uh, Of America is
2: Well when I wrote this book I did it way before uh, 2020 ever began I wrote this book back in September October and what The Lord spoke to me to do differently This year was to take the 50 states Put them in 5 different regions And then give one specific word to America. And that word was about change. And it's Mm -hmm. crazy how this word is transforming people's lives, because you see with all this coronavirus going on, uh, everybody is really being forced into change. And I tell you how God gave me the word to speak to America. It's all about change. Uh, God is exchanging an old anointing for a new anointing. As we enter a new year, he's not going to put New wine into old wineskins, so he's changing us. And one of the things about this coronavirus, because I get asked this a lot, is people say, well, is this the beginning of the end? Like, is this the end of the world? No, it's not. But it is a way for God to get our attention, and I believe it's a way for us to reset our lives. If you don't like the way your life was going before all this stuff happened, think about it. God shut the world down in order to give you an opportunity to hit the reset button emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally. Emotionally, every way in every realm he has given you the opportunity and the time to reset things in your life so you got to take advantage of it this isn't a time to complain and be negative and you know uh, have all this stuff uh, you know creeping into your life that isn't good this is a time to allow change to take place because when change comes uh god brings change uh, to fulfill his work on earth he brings change so that bigger opportunities can arise in our life he brings change to get us to trust the process of God and not get lazy and just believe it in some pattern. Uh, he brings change to thrust us into the extraordinary things and to change us in our life. And he brings change to increase our joy. And so when God gave me this word for America, it's all about change. And so I uh, talk about how change is coming to you. Change is coming to people you thought would never change. Change is coming to areas of your life that you thought would, you would never be able to overcome. Healing, healings are coming, salvations are coming, Changes coming to your finances, uh, Changes is coming to your marriage, your spouse, your children, everything around you is going to change. And I uh, say that, you know, we've got to understand that it's coming to denominations, churches, preachers. It's coming in this new era, this new decade, this new year. It's coming from the White House to your house, from New York to California, Minnesota to Texas, mm-hmm. in earth and on sp- in space. Uh, change is coming to big cities and suburbs, in the, on the land and in the water, to the young and to the old. Change is coming. And so the word that I had for America that God gave me last year was that change is going to come upon us. It's going to be forced upon us. It's going to be an opportunity for us to reset things in our life, turn things around with the help of the Lord, and really to establish a good foundation moving forward so that God can thrust us into the extraordinary things that he has called us to do. That's great. That's great.
1: Um, It came to mind, um, how can we align ourselves with the change and, and, uh, remain hopeful and, and see into the, as you said, the new, um, the next 10 years or the, the new era that we're in.
2: Well, I think two things come to my mind right off the top is you got to trust the Lord that knows what he's doing. So when change comes that is unexpected or unseen, then you have to trust the Lord that, Hey, this is all part of his process. And so, let him stay in the driver's seat. You know, too often we're backseat drivers or we sit in the passenger seat and we want to be the, you know, uh, you know, co-pilot. And we can't do that. God knows what he's doing. He has everything under control. He was fine before we came along. He's going to be fine after we leave. And so we <laughs> got to trust the Lord. And then I think the second thing we got to do is we got to yield to the Lord. we got to say, listen, it, let, let's let him do his thing. And let's let him do his thing his way. Um, You know, let go and let God is people say that all the time. But it's harder to do it than it is to say it. And so we have to get to the point where we yield to God, we release control, we put our trust in him, and then we allow him to do it without trying to uh, micromanage God. And a lot of Christians, they do that. Uh, You know, they don't think that if you ask them, they would say, Oh, I never do that. But if you listen to them, that's exactly what they do. They're micromanaging God. They're looking over his shoulder. They're sitting in the passenger seat. They're in the back seat wanting to tell everybody what to do and where to go. They want to be the GPS system of the vehicle and, you know, not just trust and be quiet. And I think that's what we've got to do. When change comes, quit trying to change, change, and accept the change. When you accept the change. God is only going to bring change in your life in order to better you and to improve you. And that's what you have to believe in. So if you can do that, which is, again, it's not easy, but if you can just turn it over and let him, yield to him, trust in him, know that he knows what he's doing. Uh, You know, I got three teenage boys, so everybody needs to pray for me. Sometimes (laughs) as they grow up, they think they know more. You know, they're like telling me things. Uh, and I'm like, no, that's not the truth. You know, that's, you know, we got to look at this thing, uh, you know, a different perspective. Sometimes it's hard for them as they grow up and get more independent and, you know, want more, you know, freedom. They think they know more than really what they do. And the more they talk, the more foolish they sound sometimes. Well, that's kind of like us and God. You know, we get older in the Lord. We get, become more mature, at least so we think. And we start talking and saying things. And it's like God is shaking his head in heaven, and he's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And we are not God. If we were God, we'd mess things up. Matter of fact, it wouldn't take long for us to mess things up. And so we got to just put our trust in the Lord. we got to yield to him. we got to let go and let God have his way, know and trust him. He knows better than we do. Yes, yes, amen,
1: amen. What I love about um, the revelations of the Lord and then the prophetic is that, as you had said, the Lord had given you the word or um, revealed to you um, the word change and how it applies to every area of our lives. Um, how can we or what scriptures can we apply um, to our lives for 2020?
2: Well, one of the things that I do is I always give you some different scriptures that you can look at. And in the end of the book, it's not just to fill space because I don't believe in wasting your time. So I give you different (laughs) scriptures for this year, and I give you different things uh, to look at, to read, to understand, to know that can help you. So I give you some what I call 2020 scriptures. In other words, books of the Bible that have a chapter 20 and a verse 20 in there. One of the great Chapters of the Bible. One of the great chapters and verses of the Bible is Second Chronicles twenty twenty, where the Bible says, "Oh, uh, hear me, O Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe His prophets, and so shall you prosper." So again, if you believe the Lord, He lays a foundation. If you believe His prophets, He'll cause you to be thrust into the extraordinary. So it's very important that these scriptures begin to resonate in your life. But not only do I give you 2020 scriptures, I give you 20 different scriptures that you can apply to your life for this year. Um, everything from Romans 6:23 that tells us, "For the wages of sin is death," but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, to mm-hmm. Matthew 6:33 that says, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you." So I give you several scriptures to look at to apply remember when jesus was attacked by the enemy in the garden he used scriptures to defeat him so that still works today so if you feel defeated down discouraged if you feel overcome by the enemy you got to use the word you got to put those bullets in your spiritual guns shoot them at the enemy and know that that's what's going to work in order to get you victory in your life. The word works when you work the word. So you've got to work that word. And I give you scriptures in this book, 2020 Vision, to help you to be able to shoot them at the enemy. Our weapons are not carnal. They're mighty through God. God's pulling down of strongholds. So whenever we use the word, which is the greatest offensive weapon we have, when we use the word, that's what's going to work in our life in order to walk in victory, overcome the enemy, and see the kind of success that all of us would like to see in our own individual, personal lives. Yes. Yeah powerful thank
1: you for that appreciate that um and so i wanted to know and i'm going to ask you if um are there any specific dates and places and people to watch for in 2020 i know there's been a lot that have been going on in the news and so much that has been happening in politics or what have you. But what did God reveal to you then? But also, um, has there been continual uh, revelation since, um, uh, since 2020 has started?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I put a great chapter in the book, and I love to do this because it's really Uh, Sort of a preview for 2020, and I talk about the sport of the year, the state of the year. The state of the year happens to be Mississippi because it's the 20th state that came into the Union back in 1817. I talk about the color of the year, the planet of the year, and uh, just go on and on, uh, giving you different things for this year. But one of the things I tell you is some prophetic dates. I give you 20 prophetic dates, uh, January 20th, February 5th, and 29th, March 10th, April 2nd, May 5th. May 22nd. If you already go back and Google some of these dates that have already taken place, you're going to be amazed at how many things were revealed on those dates that go along with this vision. So, all you got to do is like Google what happened, uh, you know, events on February the 5th. And when you see that, you're going to be amazed because it's going to go along with those three things. It's crazy when you see it. I also give you people to watch for, like one of the people is Jennifer Lopez. Before this book came out, I had. Said that Jennifer Lopez was one of the people to watch. Well, she did the halftime show at the uh, NFL Super Bowl game. Uh, Elon Musk—he's in the news. He's in the news today because he's fighting with the governor mm-hmm. of California about whether to keep his uh, you know business in California or not because they're not letting him uh, open it up. Joe Biden uh, is a person to watch for, and he's the Democratic uh, you know uh, nominee, or at least we think he's going to be. Takashi six nine. These are not just Christian people. Takashi 69, supposed to have 35, 40 years in prison, was just released. So, I mean, a lot of these people, it's crazy, uh, are in the news. We're reading about these people, uh, everybody from Prince Harry, uh, you know, who decided, hey, I don't want to be a part of royalty anymore. I didn't know that at the beginning of the year, but God did, and his name is in the book, Donald Trump, Pope Francis, uh, all kinds of names, 20 in total that I give you, and we talk about in this book, in order to just give you insight to say, wow, you know, these are people we watch for, these are events, these are special days, these are things that we need to be sort of uh, having at the forefront of our mind and be conscious of as they're mentioned in the news, because this is the kind of stuff that, you know, is going to be helpful to us. I talk about uh, different predictions I gave you, and I talked about how vitamin D was going to be sort of known as a miracle supplement. Mm-hmm. Well, if, Anybody was watching the news last Friday, they talked about how vitamin D is a miracle supplement to now help and uh, this coronavirus. All you got to mm-hmm. do is Google vitamin D, and you'll see it. It's all over the uh, Internet. So it's really interesting to see some of these things come to pass again. I didn't write this book a week ago. I wrote it till over November. We released it before the year began. These are prophetic things that God gave me. To set the found, to lay the foundation, set the table for everything that was to come here in 2020. Because again, it's a leap year. It's a crucial year. It's the beginning of a new decade and a new era. And we've got to be ready and prepared in every way. Got to shutting the world down in order to get our attention to say, "Hey, wake up, reset your life. Let's get this thing, you know, where we need to be. Your life on track, and let's move forward and be thrust into." A better future in our lives.
1: Wow! So, Pastor Jenkins, I was just wondering, um, when God gives you this inside revelation, I know that each year you do a book that's similar, but when you go through the process of uh, receiving the revelations, is it through dreams? Is it through um, uh, a time of you know your personal time or prayer time or? Um, how how does God reveal uh, the various well, people, places, things, <laughs> revelation? Yeah,
2: th- and that's a great question. And I wish I had a better answer to give you than the one I'm going to give you. But back in 2014, the Lord really began to put on my heart to write books. He said, I want you to put the knowledge I put in you in book form for others to have. So from that day to this day, I've written about 12 or 13 different books. I a matter of fact, I wrote a book during this coronavirus. I wrote it in eight hours, believe it or not. And it was released within 10 days. It's called the Rapture Mm -hmm. Manifesto. And so I'm writing books all the time, putting information down in books. But whenever I do these, uh, you know, prophetic almanacs or like this year, 2020 vision, the Lord just tells me, get alone. And I don't know when that is. But when I do get alone, I just know that, you know, it's going to be at time when they'll speak, I get a piece of white paper and a pen, and I begin to write, and that's all I do. And it seems crazy, uh, but that's exactly what I do. I write it down. I give it to my wife. My wife gives it to my personal assistant. She starts to type it up, and then, hey, the book is well on its way. But I don't – there is no rhyme or reason. I don't type. I, I guess I can type, but I don't want people to know I can because then it creates more work for me. That's why I got an assistant who can help me. And so – uh You know, that's uh, just what I do. I get alone with the Lord. The Lord tells me. I don't force it. The Lord just says, hey, I want to talk to you. I want to tell you what's going to happen next year. I get alone. I start to write on a piece of white copy paper, and I probably use, uh, you know, maybe 100 sheets. And I just write, 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 hour after hour. I got a great wife. She protects my time. She, uh, you know, allows me to have that closet time with the Lord where I just spend days and and maybe even, you know, weeks alone with the Lord, writing the books and hearing from the Lord. And uh, so it's just a a beautiful process for me. I know it's not the way everybody uh, has it envisioned. You know, people write books, you know, take time, take months, put it in the computer. I just do it the old-fashioned way. I write it longhand. I write it on white paper. It's not perfect, but I've got a great assistant who understands, uh, you know, uh, how I do it. And she's been with me for, you know, year after year after year after year doing this. And she uh, flows in the spirit with me just as my wife flows in the spirit with me and helps me to get these books out to people so that we can get the word of God out to people.
1: That's great. That's great. I love the answer that you gave, that it's not. Um, a typical <laughs> process. Um, it seems like God is not uh, following the pattern. <laughs> he never does <laughs> anyway. Um, I noticed that you had mentioned um, that you wrote another book um, just recently, um, since 2020, and I saw on your webpage that you said that God had given you the vision for that book when you were 13 years old. Can you share that um, with us a little bit? I know that's deviating from
2: the 2020 vision, but uh, yeah. I just want to hear well, a that's little bit great. about, yeah. about that. Yeah, and it makes me proud of you because you did some research. That's awesome. You're well prepared, so I love that. Um, and what happened was when I was 13, I went to a church. Uh, the, there was a missionary that was there. His name was Dave Lorenzi. When he preached, uh, he just totally captivated me. I went up in my life to the Lord. The problem with that night was when I kneeled at the altar, God showed me my life. And it was crazy. As a matter of fact, it scared me so much, I backflip uh, because I didn't know how to process. It didn't have anybody in my life to lead me or guide me. Um, but one of the things the Lord showed me in that dream when I was at the altar was that I would be writing a book about the end times During the end times. And so I didn't understand Mm -hmm. that. You know, when I got saved, I wasn't like, you know, going to church. I was like, you know, heathen. So, you know, uh, when I went to church, I was a sinner. I didn't know anything about God. Uh, So that's what's crazy. You know, God showed me things I didn't even understand. I didn't even know (laughs) what it meant about end times and all this stuff. I learned later, but God showed me this. And then it was just about, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I want you to write a book on Revelation, I think. I've been in ministry for 30 years. I've read through Revelation, never studied it. I even wrote a book on the, three, on the first three chapters of Revelation, which was the seven churches of Revelation. And then I really felt like after chapter three, it didn't matter uh, about Revelation because the word church wasn't mentioned again. And so it kind of caught me off guard because the Lord told me to do a a Bible study series on Revelation for my church. And then he told me to write this book, Rapture Manifesto, What to Do If You're Left Behind. And really what it's about is it talks about chapter 5 of Revelation through chapter 19 of Revelation. And that's when the church church is raptured after chapter 3. Then we go into the tribulation period. There are three sets of seven judgments, 21 judgments in total that really uh, take care of Revelation chapter 5 through 19. I tell you in the book what those 21 judgments are. I tell you what to do if you're left behind. I tell you how to make it through the tribulation and to make it to the battle of Armageddon, which is that final battle between good and evil, um, which will basically— the, the end of the tribulation, but the beginning of the millennial period. And so I put a lot of great revelation in there. It's amazing to me how simple it was when the Lord broke it down to me. Again, I, I, I've i read revelation. I never studied it. When I started to study, it, God opened it up to me and made it so clear. It just was easy. And I put it in book form. I wrote it in really eight-hour period, if you can believe that or not. It really was just I just started writing, and I didn't stop writing for eight hours. And when I was done, uh, I added a little bit here and there afterwards, but mostly it you know, got done in an eight-hour period. And um, it's a great book, and all of my books are available on Amazon or eBook Kindle, eBay, or PastorBillJenkins.org. Uh, I have a half-hour radio program called the Prophetic Almanac, and then I have a Minute That Matters. It's a one-minute little devotional that I do every day called The Minute That Matters. So if you go to PastorBillJenkins.org, you'll see all the information. Like you just hit the little icons on PastorBillJenkins.org for Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, tick tock and then it'll take you to my minute that matters just a one minute little devotional to encourage people every single day but this book called the rapture manifesto is a great book it's really it's really getting out there people are loving this book it's also on audiobook as well as 2020 vision is an audiobook on PastorBillJenkins.org. so i speak it to you i read it to you it's a great way to sort of hear the word while you're traveling going to uh, work or stuck in traffic or whatever it may be, I can speak the word to you over your life. So this is an important season. Take advantage of it. The Lord gave me that in just a few hours. I wrote that book. So it's a neat thing. If you want to know about the book of Revelation, the Rapture Manifesto is a great, great little book. Great. um,
1: That is a blessing. I I thought um, what came to mind was, um, as you were sharing, that so many people are um, now turning their hearts back to the Lord or questioning as you had um alluded to whether or not this was the end of the world or whether or not Jesus is returning soon um but what would you say to that person who wants to who who wants to be ensured that they're gonna be um, taken it up in the rapture and they don't want they they're not gonna have to be here after so they won't need the manifesto. So. But how can they um prepare themselves in this in this process of change? I, I know that many of um I've heard many um ministers and different people quote um Second Chronicles seven fourteen and um that seems like that it has been a theme during this time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I think that, you know, what we have to do is make sure that our life is right with God. We do have a promise from the Lord. There's tons of scriptures. The Bible tells us if we're going to believe something, we need to have it backed up by two or three scriptures, or we don't have a right to believe anything we want to believe. So when it comes to the rapture, there's scripture after scripture. Now, the word rapture, in, in and of itself, that particular word is not mentioned, but there's a lot of words not mentioned in the Bible, but the catching away of the saints is a rapture. And so If your life is right with the Lord, remember, Revelation chapter 1 through 3 is about the seven churches, the letter that Jesus wrote to the seven churches. After Revelation chapter 3, the word church is not mentioned, which means to me that the church is out of here. And then in chapter 4, it talks about heaven, what's going on in heaven. Then you go back to chapter 5, that's when you read the three sets of seven judgments, 21 judgments in total that people are going to have to face during that tribulation period. So if your life is right with the Lord, then you don't have anything to worry about. You're going to be taken out before the tribulation begins, before the Antichrist is revealed. You're not going to be exposed to these 21 judgments. You are going to, uh, you know, be raptured out. You're going to be caught away, taken to heaven to be with the Lord, to be reunited with those who have gone on before us. And I tell people this. Listen, if you're right say for instance somebody says well i don't believe there's a God." well you're right i don't have nothing to worry about if i'm right and there is you got a whole lot to worry about and you need to think about that because sooner or later one day or another we're all going to bow. we're all going to confess you're going to do it now or you're going to do it later this world did not come into being through the big bang theory or big bang theory or you know just through osmosis and you may love bananas but you didn't come from a a monkey and you may be able to be a great swimmer but you're not you didn't come from a fish you came from god and so you need to understand that because you came from god you need to be connected to god the reason people do not feel satisfied and content is because they're disconnected from the source of life from which they came and so you got to connect to the lord you're going to do you're going to bow now or bow later you're going to confess now or confess later It's much better to do it now because That's your escape plan. That's your way to avoid these things. That's your way to build a relationship with the Lord. And so it's extremely important to understand and rest in the fact that we can have peace knowing that everything's going to be okay to the righteous. We're not going to have to go through the tribulation because if we did, it would sort of be like saying we, uh, you know, uh, have to earn our salvation. And salvation is not earned. Salvation is a gift. And so God gives us that gift of salvation Uh, to avoid certain judgments and to experience certain blessings. It's clear throughout the Bible, whether you read from Genesis or through the book of Revelation, that God doesn't want his people to experience that. It's only the disobedient people who are going to experience some of these judgments in the life because they're not walking in compliance to the Lord and to his word. So you don't have anything to worry about if you trust in the Lord, if if you've asked him to forgive you of your sin. If you don't do that, you're going to need this book. And so I tell people, I tell Christians, if you know somebody who doesn't want to serve the Lord, who's rebelling against God, doesn't want to go to church and live right, get this book now. And you read it, and it will motivate you to want to tell people more about the Lord, but it will also be available to them, right, when you know, they don't make it and you do. Uh, think about it. You're going to have at least 200 million people gone in an instant. Uh, there's going to be people driving who are going to be gone, people who may be piloting a plane. There's going to be mass destruction that takes place on this earth when Jesus calls us home. Uh, and so you're going to have a lot of devastation. I talk about it in the book, and it's going to be crazy. That's where the Antichrist is going to be raised up to sort of you know, bring calm to chaos and if you're right with the lord you don't got to worry about none of that you don't have to worry about no judgments no antichrist no problem all you got to do is put your heart heart in the lord's hands knowing that he is going to take care of you so that's what i tell people be encouraged be strengthened if god is if you're living for god god's living inside of you you don't have nothing to worry about it's like my kids i have three kids are they perfect no are they really really bad no They're good kids. They have bad days sometimes. They do some things that I'm not always happy with, but compared to some other kids, they're really good. But just because they make a mistake doesn't mean I kick them out. It doesn't mean that I don't want the best for them. Uh, I love them even when they're wrong. And so, you know, when you and I become a child of the king, God loves us. God's going to protect us. Are we perfect? No. No. But God still loves us, and he wants us to avoid those judgments that we will face if we don't accept him as our Father, as our Lord, as our Savior. If we don't do that, then we're in trouble. If we do, we're going to be okay.
1: Praise the Lord. Thank God. Pastor Jenkins, how would you um, lead someone who doesn't know the Lord, um, just in case there's someone in our audience listening? Um that would want to know the Lord or believers that want to um, commit their, their lives to the Lord?
2: Or could you well, do Well, one that? of the things, yeah, I can, absolutely. I mean, one of the <laughs> things I pride myself on is taking difficult things and making it easy. And so when it comes to salvation, it's as simple as A, B, C. Just remember that, A, B, C. So the A is for admit your sin um the b is for believe in Christ and then the c is for confess your sins so if you believe if you if you admit your sins if you believe in the lord and you confess that Jesus Christ is the lord then that's salvation you know romans tells us that the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through the lord jesus christ the bible tells us that when we ask jesus to forgive us of, sin, of our sins that he's faithful And just to forgive us all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, whenever it comes to wanting to make our lives right with the Lord, we got to admit our sin. We just got to believe that Jesus came and that he was the Son of God and confess that he is our Lord. ABC, when we do that, that's what salvation is. It's as simple as ABC. You don't got to do anything. You just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm going to turn from my evil ways. I'm going to turn and look to you to be the author and the finisher of my faith. Forgive me, Lord, wash me in your blood, and you know what? Thank you for saving me and forgiving me. If you can just pray that little prayer or some words to it, God will hear you. God knows your heart. It's not about the words you say. It's about the heart you say it with. So if you just went to the Lord and said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, you know what? If you said that sincerely from your heart out of your mouth to the ear of God, then I promise you God is going to hear you and God is going to forgive you. So don't make salvation more difficult than what it needs to be. Uh, You know, living for the Lord is not easy, but getting to God is real simple. So all you got to do is say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I admit I'm a sinner. I'm believing in you, and I'm confessing my sins. Salvation is as simple as A, B, C. Praise God.
1: Praise God. Um, I have one last question for you, and that's for – Various believers have been going through um, dealing with just a a strain on their hope and uh, dealing with fear with the virus and and just so many different things changing. And it seems like um, spiritual attacks, but yet there's been a promise that the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed this year. And even as you said, that there's going to be dreams and visions and miracles that we haven't seen. Um, could you um, give a, a encouraging word to believers and and um, what we should focus on and how to restore the hope?
2: Yeah, remember, God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. Say that 100 times a day if you have to. If you have fear, it's not from God. Fear, F-E-A-R, is false evidence appearing real. And so it appears real. It feels real. The devil wants to convince you that it's right there, but fear is not of God. And so the opposite of fear is faith. So you're going to turn the enemy on through your fear. You're going to turn God on through your faith. And the Bible tells us that um, hope is a prerequisite to faith. Faith is the substance of things what? Hoped for. So we have to hope. So what the enemy wants to do to avoid you walking in faith is he wants to steal your hope. So if he can steal your hope, he can steal your faith. And whatever degree of hope you have is to the degree of faith you can have. So no hope, no faith. Little hope, little faith. A lot of hope, a lot of faith. It's real easy. So don't walk in fear, walk in faith. Put your trust in the Lord, knowing that He has the world in His hand. God is not contained in this world. The world is contained in His in the palm of His hand. He knows what He's doing. He has everything under control. This stuff has not caught him by surprise. He's not waving a white flag in heaven of surrender because he doesn't know what to do. He's got this. So don't fear. Have faith and allow God to uh, cause you to see the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that God is going to take you through this. This is just an opportunity for you to reset, for you to change some things in your life, for you to see some things you don't like and to fix them, for you to call upon the Lord and have Him take charge of your life physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, and your health and your finances and your marriage and your relationships, whatever it may be. If you don't like something, let God fix it. You quit trying to fix it. You know, if, if I have a car problem, I don't go to a dentist. And if I got a tooth problem, I don't go to a mechanic. I got to go to somebody who can fix that. Uh, you know, I, I I take my car to the dentist. He's going to be like, what are you talking about? If I go Because I got a tooth problem, to the mechanic, he's going to say, hey, man, what do you want me to do? And too many times we're going to, to the wrong people, getting them to try to fix things that can't be fixed by them. So if you've got something that needs to be changed, fixed, improved, uh, if you want to do better in an area, go to the one who can help you the most, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand he's not giving you a spirit of fear but power, love and and a sound mind. He wants to increase your faith during this time, but he can't increase your faith if you don't have any hope because hope is a prerequisite to faith. So if you have no hope, you can have no faith. If you have a whole lot of hope, you can have a whole lot of faith. So you need faith to please God. So if you want to be pleasing to the Lord, you got to have hope. you got to have faith. You can't allow fear to rule your life, and you have to know that this isn't going to be the end of the world. The coronavirus isn't going to take the world out, but it is a way for God to bring change in 2020 and beyond, to lay the foundation, to thrust us in to the extraordinary in this decade. So strap yourself in. Hold on but let God do the driving. Don't try to be the GPS. Don't try to tell him what to do. Don't try to tell him to turn left or right or go straight or make a U-turn. Just trust the Lord. God's got this, and everything is going to be all right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So make
1: sure everyone needs to make sure they go out and get that um,
2: the the vision for 2020. Is that correct? It's called 2020 Vision, yeah. And all you got to do is really go to PastorBillJenkins.org. You'll see all my books there. 2020 Vision is available on audiobook and paperback. Uh, So if you want inspiration, information, divine revelation, you can get it in 2020 Vision. All of my books are available on PastorBillJenkins.org, Amazon, eBook, Kindle, eBay. But like I said, you go to PastorBillJenkins.org, you can see all the things we have. My half-hour radio program every single day. My one-minute devotional called The Minute That Matters, you can check it all out by going to PastorBillJenkins.org. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Dorothy?
0: Yes. Yes. I did have one question. And yes, you, ma'am. You just about everything. Goodness. Um, you were speaking of getting rid of oppression. Could part of that be the oppression in a, from the corruption in our government right now? I mean, I know it's not just the states, but that's where we are. So do you think that could be part well, of that?
2: Oppression comes from a lot of different sources. The main source, obviously, is the enemy. So we would never look at a person or somebody in government or a family member or somebody who has hurt us as somebody – you know, uh, that we wrestle against. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. And so it's important to understand that if you're fighting a battle, uh, even if it's against a specific person, that it's the enemy using them to get to you. Uh, you know, so you got to, you know, stay in the right Uh, mindset in the right frame of mind you have to walk in forgiveness you have to pray for people because listen you'll never hate anybody you pray for so if you have hate in your heart it's a sure sign you're not praying for them because when you pray it's impossible to have hate for people that you pray for and so when you pray for them that helps you to walk in forgiveness and walk in love and walk in the fruit of the spirit And so when oppression comes, think about oppression. When you are oppressed, it's kind of like having your foot on something. It strangles you, right? It takes your breath away. Anything that you feel like doing that needs to be broken and can only be broken by the power of the Lord, of the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Bible tells us that the anointing destroys the yoke. Some people say it breaks the yoke, but read the Bible again in Isaiah See what it says. It says, the anointing destroys the yoke. If you break something, it can be repaired. If you destroy something, it's not possible to be repaired. So you have the potential, with the help of God, to destroy the power of the enemy in your life. Matter of fact, that's what the Bible tells us that Jesus came to do, was to destroy the power of the enemy, not just win a battle, win a round. We've come here to win this fight. We've come here to win this thing called light. And so we can do that, but we cannot allow oppression to choke the breath and the life out of us, lay things down, turn it over to the Lord, ask God to help you break those chains of bondage so that you can walk in freedom and liberty in your everyday life.
0: <laughs>
1: Praise the Lord.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, I- Sally, do
1: you have any more questions? No, I'd just like to tell um, Pastor Jenkins, thank you so much for sharing with us, and thank you for sharing the revelation that God has given you. Um, and I would encourage those who are listening to make sure you go on to Pastor um, Bill Jenkins' um, website. Um, I've even watched a few of his um his uh, Twitter videos and, and they're very encouraging. There's so many resources that are out there. Um, so make sure you go out there and look at the videos and there's, I believe, are you posting every day or is it um, every several times Yeah. A every day, mo-
2: every day, Monday through Friday, it's called the minute that matters. And it's just a one minute devotional. That's really all it is. So Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, it's out there. And if you can't find it, then just go to PastorBillJenkins.org, hit the little icons for those social media websites, and then it will take you right there. So, yes, yeah, every day, Monday through Friday, a little one-minute devotional called The Minute That Matters.
1: Thank you again. Thank you so much. And um, I'm looking forward to reading the book. And also I, I have a few of your other books. Actually I'm going through it's all about the reset.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Great and, book. And that's to go a very
1: through right timely now. Yes, that's a very timely book. I think I I uh, purchased it a little while back and I ended up picking it up in December and God just keeps putting it in my face and, and just uh encouraging me to reset and so um great. God is is so faithful to allow his people to reset. And even what you were sharing about um, this 2020 or 20 being about redemption. um, It is just so powerful um, that God keeps over and over and over again.
2: Yeah. If you feel like you've been left behind, this is your season to make a comeback. And so if you feel like you've sown and haven't reaped enough, this is going to be your year. So Don't just judge a book by its cover, thinking that the first few months of this year are not good and it's going to be a horrible rest of the year. Trust me when I say this is a year when God is writing your redemptive story. And let me say this, Sally, you did great. I love the questions you asked. I love your heart. I love the demand you put on the anointing tonight. And uh, I just can't thank you, ladies, enough for having me on and allowing me to participate in your show. You two are a blessing, and we. Just are praying for good things and God things to happen to both of you here in 2020.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And the same for you, Pastor uh, or Apostle <laughs> Jenkins. Um, I, I just think many of many words of uh, prophetic words have been spoken that those who are in the background or those who are unknown, even though you're known, um, my prayer is that. Others, um, there's a need for a prophetic voice, and that was my prayer even the other week, that God would um, would uh, reveal the Daniels and the Josephs and the um, Elijahs of this time, um, because there's so many people that need a word from the Lord, and um, that's the only thing that stands true forever, and the only um, thing that will last, um, that will... That will remain true, you know, and that come, that that is sure, and so um, my prayer and hope is that more men like you are um connected with those who um God has assigned you to, and that you become uh revealed in this in this season
2: well, what's funny is what you said, Joseph and Daniel, those were the two people in the Bible who were called to interpret. Mm. Only two were called to interpret dreams, and so that was Daniel and Joseph. You just said those two names, so that's not a coincidence. And I believe God is raising up people that when they have dreams, they're going to be able to interpret dreams, and they're going to be able to release revelation in this final hour. Uh, We're living in the last of the last days, so God wants to give revelation to those so that he can manifest his glory in this world.
1: Praise God.
0: So is there anything else, Pastor Jenkins, that that you would like to say to the audience before we close up?
2: No, I think, you know, if you like what you heard, go to PastorBillJenkins.org. I have 13 different books there. You can order them all at PastorBillJenkins.org. Listen to all the half-hour radio programs you want. They're there for free. We've archived them all. Plus, you can check out The Minute That Matters. If you like what you heard, if you like the prophetic voice, then then what you need to do is go check out PastorPaulJenkins.org and uh, put a demand on the anointing by getting some of these books, reading this stuff, because I want to release information, inspiration, divine revelation. So if anything resonated in anyone's heart tonight, Go get a book and read it and allow God to speak to you. I don't waste your time when it comes to books. I know your time is valuable, so we don't want to just put words in a book just to put them there to say we have this many pages. And so we want to give you great truth. We want to release the Word of God, and we want to bring change to people's lives. So I can't encourage you enough. If you want more information, go to PastorBillJenkins.org.
0: Thank you very much for that. Sally, you have nothing more? No, I don't. Thank you, Dorothy. Okay, sorry, I'm having trouble breathing again. So I would like to thank everyone for coming again and listening. And we will see you again soon. I'd like to say, Father, bless everyone. And good night. Good night, Sally. Good night, Pastor Jenkins. Good night. Good night.